Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network presented to you by BetMGM. My name is Michael Leboff. Joining me, just a moment, is uh, Action Network NHL analyst Nick Martin. Uh, and Nick, we always start with our favorite underdogs, and these are famous last words. But if you're someone who likes the pain that can only be found in an underdog round robin uh, on our soccer uh podcast wonder goal at the end of every show we give out our three-leg underdog round robin we've hit one uh it was 201 to one uh and i think that thursday night in 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 wonder goals honor kind of feels like a good underdog round robin night and i'll i'll kind of touch on the legs that i like throughout but i'll pick out my favorite one for right now uh that's the Seattle Kraken, they're plus 145 right now, hosting the Boston Bruins, minus 170. And the over-under for this contest is six. Uh, this is a two-fold play. One, the Kraken are a good team. We know that. We know that the goaltending uh, is, is a bit of a mess. Uh, and that's not good for any team. But they do have the score, uh, four lines that they can roll. They have a deep decor. It's nothing that's going to leap off the page. But there's very few cracks in the armor for this team they've already beaten the Bruins uh they were the first team to beat them in regulation at home uh but this is also a weird scheduling spot for Boston they're traveling out to Seattle here's what they dealt with since the all-star break they came back from the all-star break they lost to the Capitals at home then they traveled to Dallas and Nashville then they came home for two games against the Islanders and Senators they looked really good uh in those four games they beat Dallas boss uh Nashville Islanders and Senators, so they're riding a four-game win streak here. But now they're traveling back west. They're going across the country to Seattle. Uh, it's just a lot, I think. And if you're going to try to beat the Bruins, you got to look at spots like this. And Seattle's a team that I think should punch up pretty well in the spot. Yeah, I like that. I, I uh, have my own reasons why I'd love to see Seattle win. And they're obviously going to make it a tough game. They, you know, they've got the four lines rolling and they're going to, you know, make it tough for any team coming into there. So I can see the logic with that. And, and as I continue to say, we're seeing Boston play outside of the Nashville game. And some of these games, we're seeing them play a lot closer games. So obviously that, that helps the argument for uh, taking on the crack and at a long number and it should get longer. I'd presume. Yep. I think the, the average take is going to be that, that price is a little close. Yeah. I'm with you. And, and, and you know, the Bruins, looked like world beaters against the Islanders. So that game was three, nothing within like the first 10 minutes. And you know, it's over from then. And and I thought the senators actually played a pretty decent game against Boston. So I thought they played them quite well. I think yeah. that would be another one where it was like, like probably not a two goal win on average, mm-hmm. but at the same time, at, at some point it's like, that's been a ton of Boston games and they have such good goaltenders, but there's been so many where I've been watching the game and getting sucked into some sort of a live play against the Bruins or whatever. And they just hang in there and give up nothing. So you know, specialists. Yes, they they know what they're doing over there. Uh, yeah. So that's me. Uh, I like to crack, and as I said, uh, it's a good round robin night. I think for underdogs, I'll touch on the rest of them. Uh, Nick, what is your favorite underdog? As typically seems to happen, 
I have a lot less of a fun underdog, but I think it's going to be one of the best games on the slate. So for one, that makes it an exciting place to make a bet. And I, I think it's a solid one. So the Oilers are a slight underdog on the road in Pittsburgh. And I think that's a good time to go back to the Oilers. They came through for us with the spread cover versus Philly on uh, Tuesday. It wasn't pretty. That was probably the Oilers' worst game, I'd say, believe it or not, out of the recent ones. But I like a lot of what their lineup strengths can do to this Penguins team right now. We've seen how bad the Penguins are struggling with the rush and defensively. And I think it's just a good night for McDavid and Dryside on the lake to go off. Ideally, if you're someone, depending on what shop you're on, I think a parlay of over five and a half goals and the Oilers to win is another really reasonable look for a longer number. So yeah, I, I just think we should see the Oilers be able to generate a lot in this spot. I think McDavid gets up for these Crosby games. And uh, yeah, it should be a really good game too. Uh, I'll save my take on Oilers and Penguins for the for the end of the show, our top shelf bets portion um with that we'll look at the big board really interesting slate on uh thursday night we've got 10 games and most of them like we, we we're so accustomed now to seeing huge favorites in the nhl i wrote about this on action network and uh this slate there's only a few of them uh which is it's kind of a, a refreshing slate of, of hockey games here the los angeles kings are on the road taking on the New Jersey Devils, a rematch of the 2012 Stanley Cup. Uh, the Kings are plus 125. The Devils minus 145. The over-under six and a half. I think that this price looks good. Uh, Los Angeles will be playing uh, on a back-to-back here. They got the Islanders at UBS Arena on Friday night. And the Devils lose to Montreal. Ugly effort, uh, I thought. And we've talked about how it looked a little bit like they were stabilizing. And, you know, shame on me for finally taking my foot off the pedal of fading the devils and waiting for them to have a result like this uh, when it, when it came to the Habs and missing out on that price. But um, I just think that with the way Los Angeles plays a five on five, this number looks just about right. I actually lean devils here. I think we'll see them control a lot more of the game, but overall not one that I was looking to make a pick on and, and thought the lines looked pretty sharp. Hey, how about these Detroit Red Wings? Uh, they continue to get results and are really, you know, at least making it interesting for uh, Red Wings fans who are have not seen them make the playoffs in quite some time. They went on that, what was it, 25 games, 25 season playoff streak or whatever they did. Uh, and now they haven't made in, in quite some time. And yeah, Detroit is rolling and they roll into Madison Square Garden to take on the Rangers who are also rolling. Um, prices, Rangers, excuse me, the Red Wings are home here. The Rangers will be at Little Caesars Arena. Uh, the Red the Rangers are minus 165 on the road. The Red Wings plus 140. Uh, the over-under six. Another one where it's just line looks sharp. I'm, I'm not interested either side. Yeah, I wasn't too into this one. Detroit, it was kind of almost the same game I saw them play in person um, versus the Flames that they had last night versus the Caps. They just didn't make any mistakes. They were the better side. I thought it was pretty clear. It's funny. I was kind of saying that I thought Detroit might almost be a bit of a sucker's bet yesterday. And they just did all the right things. They made the game tough. The Caps couldn't generate anything. So I think it's it looks like a fair price. Um, and yeah, I, it's 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 tough for me to accept where the Red Wings are at. I still don't fully buy that they're this good, but they're definitely doing a lot of things well. The Lalonde's got them uh, their defensive games cleaned up a lot compared to what we saw in December. So yeah, yeah I, I, I thought the number looked pretty sharp here. They're not generating a ton. 
but they're trading that off by not giving up a ton. Uh, and so like the ISIS, if you look at like underlying metrics, like expected goals or high danger chances, it's still, they're still in the red, but at the same time, they're not giving up all that many chances against, and they're just banking on themselves to, to win these kind of low event games. And to this point it's working. So um, yeah, it's tough. I'm, and we were so down on this team and, and they've now rattled off a bunch of wins uh, on the spin uh, outside of that Seattle loss. So I tip your cap to Lalonde and the Red Wings to tip your cap to Lalonde for just like keeping them invested in the season. Uh, Sink could have went south pretty quickly. Uh, let's talk about the Sabres. They're plus 195 in Tampa. The Lightning are minus 230 over under seven. T- Sabres coming off a bad performance at home uh, against the Leafs. The Sabres are one of the teams I kind of like to throw in the round robin. I want to get a big price in there. It's a tough schedule spot, though. They just went out west, and they come home, get pasted, and now they're, they're flying south. Uh, it's a little tough, but I just think the upside with Buffalo is always going to be high enough that when you're getting 2-1 to one on them, they're always worth consideration. So the Sabres are uh, the second team, uh, along with the Kraken uh, in, in my little underdog round robin. Uh, yeah, I'm scared off the Sabres here. I thought the over, there was a few places that opened at six and a half. I still think seven at a really long number is playable because Buffalo's defensive play right now just is not good. And their goaltending is a disaster. And that's enough to scare me off here versus Tampa. I think this is a good spot for both to come through and score quite a few. So I like what will be the square play with the over and probably mix in a few player props on this game as well. And one where it looks like we should see some action. Yeah. And, and the, the Sabres have a huge game with the Panthers on on uh, on Friday night as well. So it's it, like I said, tough schedule spot, but of the kind of bigger priced underdogs, the, the Sabres were the one I like the most to, to chuck in uh, the round robin. Let's move to a game between the Minnesota Wild, minus 180, and the Columbus Blue Jackets, who are plus 155. The over-under here is six. Uh, we've talked about Columbus a little bit, being a team that will generally play you hard of late, uh, but the price here in in a game where the the wild are desperate and trying my best not to get caught up on uh you know the must win narratives but the wild need to come out of this one with with two points and even if columbus is playing better they've still only got eight wins in their last 25 games so uh not big enough for me yeah i thought the one angle that i was interested in is if gustafson goes for minnesota I could be interested in seeing what the uh, Columbus team total under two and a half is. Unfortunately, we uh, most most books don't have those prices out Wednesday. So um, that's the one look. I'd just be interested in seeing what the prices will be and if we get that goof stuff some confirmation. Because the Wild, they're, starting, they're defending super well. It's the lack of an offensive punch. They played really well versus the Kings and Gustafsson was, was dialed, um, which has been kind of consistent for him this season. So yeah, I think that's a really interesting look if uh depending on where the prices are at. Yeah, you think the Wild would be a team that doesn't uh profile too well as a big favorite. They are in the red but not by much. It's not like they're one of the worst teams uh in the spot. Uh, because they, the the offensive uh the lack of teeth offensively makes it kind of hard for them to get separation when they're laying this kind of price especially uh, on the road. Hockey season is heating up, so get in on the action with the King of Sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and receive first bet insurance up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 
Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text the Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, or any other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Uh, this is hilarious, this game, I think. The <laughs> Vancouver Canucks are plus 105 against the St. Louis Blues, minus 125, the over-under 7. I jot it down. I think this is a fun live betting game because if a team goes down two goals here early, I would just lash a live bet on on the other team because it's just going to go back and forth. It's a meaningless game. Neither one of these teams play defense. Neither one of them get goaltending, uh, but they both can score. Uh, they both have some some high-end offensive players. So, yeah, I think it's just that's how I would do it. If you're if this is a game that you're going to be at or watching, and it's, I would just look to to live bet you know, however the kind of rhythm of the game plays out because this should, you know, watch it be one nothing now. But uh, it feels like a game that's just going to go back and forth and we're going to see like defensive lapses all over the place. Yeah, for sure. There's this streak of Vancouver games going over is, is getting outrageous. And I actually lean Vancouver here. Like I still, but with that said, we talked last game about how I don't think I've correctly bet a pocket game. Um, well, I said that my lean in the Nashville game was Vancouver. I didn't go there, but if I if I had done that, it would have been wrong. Yeah, and I, barely, barely in a shootout. In barely, a shootout, yeah. but I have no feel for this team. It does seem like one that's just destined to be a gong show. Like I can just see someone getting up four two and the game breaking open. So I like that. I I fully agree. I could see the live betting angle, and probably a pretty good one from a player prop side of things. Like I could see. Cairo being pretty interesting it seems like when he gets in these good matchups where he gets some space he's still really dangerous so I, I think there'll be plays to be made on this game but yeah it nothing nothing today uh another team I like to throw in uh I'll, I'll be throwing in the round robin would be the Calgary Flames they're plus 135 in Vegas taking on the Knights Vegas is minus 155 the over under is six and a half oh my goodness that's these flames man it's just like, you know, the opposite, it's that, that, uh, Godfather saying, you know, when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. It's the opposite. It's like when I was in, like they, they keep pushing me back out look, with this team and, um, they find a way to, to step all over themselves. Uh, but this, in this situation, it's like, they're the underdog. The Knights are without Logan Thompson and they're, they're playing all right, Vegas, but they're kind of capturing, um, some hype i guess let's call it in the uh in the media again they had a, a nice winning streak there then they lost in overtime to the the blackhawks of you know so 
some cold water there, but they've gotten points uh, and they're back atop the Pacific division. So I feel like people are thinking the Knights, of course, corrected here. But like when you look at these two teams on paper, you look at the numbers outside of just the weirdness of Calgary, the poorly timed like goals that they give up, the, the suspect goaltending from Markstrom. If, if you just look at it, the two rosters, there's really not much of a difference. In fact, you could probably say that Calgary's is the stronger one or should be. Um, so yeah, I'll be, I'll be on the flames here uh, in the round Robin and uh, we'll see how they blow it. Yeah. The flames keep sucking me in as well. And I agree. I think that is still going to be the right side in this game. Like I, I expect it to be close. The scary thing is like, so it looks like Bladar is going to go today. I would rather, I've been more interested if Bladar started that game would have really had me hyped because it just seems like Markstrom is so prone to giving up these soft goals at the worst times. I know that's kind of like, you know, just a bit of an, it just a, it just seems like he's can't make a save when it matters. Every game they find a way to, to whatever team they're playing hangs around, but that's where I like this as an underdog. And it's tough because like it's, it's continues to be hard to accept that Markstrom is this bad. And I know you don't just want to entirely pin it on that, but it does seem like recently when you really look at it, the rest of the process has been pretty good, more or less. The the Detroit game was pretty hideous, but overall, I still think this is a better team than their record. But um, so yeah, I think if the number gets a lot better, I'll definitely be on the Flames here because it might be viewed as kind of a smash spot for Vegas. But if not, I, I, I definitely have not one where I'd get behind Vegas. And then the other thing I know a lot of people have probably heard we both pitched the the Oilers to win the division. Um, I think if you have big positions on that, you definitely would want to keep that in mind when you're considering this spot where if Calgary wins in reg, that helps you so much already. It's true. Uh, man, the flames. Yeah. They're in, they're in Arizona on Wednesday night. So it could be one of those back-to-backs where hopefully they can get, it will, it it could go one of two ways, right? They'll either blow it and lose to Arizona, you know, Yotes at home. We know that there's that magic, uh, at Mullet arena, and then come out of this, come into this one like storming mad or right. And they, they, that's exactly what happened. They lost at home to Chicago in what was one of their worst games of the year. And then they played one of their best games of the year the next night versus Seattle when it yeah. was 5 2 in Seattle and what was a pretty huge game for them at the time. All right. Uh, we'll finish uh, this section with uh, another team that I like in uh, the round robin. So, so far we've got the Sabres. We've got the Kraken, we've got the Flames, and we will also throw the San Jose Sharks there, plus 120, hosting Nashville. The Predators, minus 140. The over-under here is six. James Reimer will start for San Jose. I mean, the goaltending has been bad for San Jose throughout the year, but you trust Reimer more than Capo Kakinen at this point. Uh, and, and to say that like it's it's a decent gap is funny because Reimer hasn't been very good. But um, the Predators are basically done they've had a rough week i know that they ended up getting the two points against calgary but that ended up coming in a shootout they've they've really done everything they could to play themselves out of out of the race uh in the in the west they're seven points adrift of a playoff spot the the gm has kind of come out and said that they're definitely not going to be buying at the deadline and they're dealing with an injury now a couple injuries key ones uh to their top six so san jose uh they they're also dealing with uh you know timo meyer's been day to day so that's a big one but there's a lot of players on the Sharks team that know that this is probably the end of their Sharks tenure coming these next few days. So um, I think that you're going to get a, a, a good motivated 
effort from from San Jose in a winnable game. Uh, and we've talked and nauseam about how the Sharks generally uh, push play in the right direction. Their underlying metrics are much, much better than you'd expect from a team this far down the standing. So, uh, yeah, the Sharks would be the final piece of this round robin disaster. Yeah, I like it. And I had a play that I really like on this game. I like the under um, with there's just so many things working in this favor. I like the way Nashville sets up without Johansson and Forsbring lineup. That leaves them with a pretty serious lack of offensive punch. And we've seen the Sharks be pretty respectable when they get um, acceptable goaltending, which hopefully they will from Reimer. So that makes me think that San Jose can can uh, avoid allowing four or five. And then with that said, the Sharks have very little offensive punch, especially with Meyer out. They're going to be ideally going against Saros. So I think if it's, it's Saros versus Reimer in this matchup, I like a play on the under. Uh, okay, with that, we move on to uh, Top Shelf Bets, our favorite bets for Thursday, February 23rd. Top Shelf, where Mama hides the cookies. I'll keep this one short because we already talked. You already made a point uh, about this match or this game at the top. The Oilers are minus 105 in Pittsburgh. I like Edmonton, too, at minus 105. I think that we could see Edmonton close as a slight favorite on the road. The Penguins are a mess defensively. If you look over the last 25 games, so it's not even that small of a sample anymore. They, they're one of the worst teams at preventing quality scoring chances over their last 10. They're fourth worst in the league. They're worse than, you know, some, some pretty bad teams like the Anaheim ducks and uh, coyotes, stuff like that. And the trade-off is yeah. Pittsburgh generates stuff going the other way. But if you're going to trade chances with any team in the NHL, probably the, one of the, at the bottom of that list would be the Edmonton Oilers. You don't want to give up breakaways all night to Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Uh So, yeah, I think this is a good matchup spot with the Oilers. I know they're coming east. They're traveling east, so the, the travel spot's not great. This is a it's must-win game for the Penguins to stop the bleeding after uh, losing three in a row to the Islanders twice in the Devils, and they had that, you know, both those two Islander games were uh, games that they gave away leads late, but it's just a terrible matchup spot, and the goaltending, yeah, Tristan Jari's back, but it could take him a little while to shake off the rust. He did not look comfortable against the Islanders. So I think this is a great, great spot uh, for Edmonton uh, to get two points on the road. Yeah, and, I like it. Yeah, you, you spoke about it, so we can just flip to yours. For you sure. You can talk a little bit about your beloved beleaguered Washington Capitals. Yes, so I like the Ducks team total to go under two and a half pending the number i'll, I'll read uh just quickly note again that sharks under is my other look and it'll kind of come down to what prices you can get tomorrow that on what i would suggest but what i've seen from the capitals right now i don't think they're going to completely nail it in this spot sounds like they're going to have a vetchkin back hopefully that's a bit of a boost to the kind of morale around the team i don't think the scoring punch is there for me to want to take on um this price even against Anaheim. I know Anaheim can make anyone look confident offensively, but what I think the Caps can do in this spot is play a lockdown tight defensive game, which makes me lean towards thinking keeping Anaheim under two and a half goals is a really sharp play. I still think Kemper's looked pretty good. They've been pretty terrible in front of him the last bit. And this is just kind of all about the narrative and the spot for me and who they're playing. I still think they're going to be a competent defensive team and that that's kind of going to be the stress right now where the offensive punch just looks not good. So yeah, I think that that's uh, something I like from the Caps here in a spot where they 
hopefully will bounce back, but I'd rather bet on them keeping the game close and hanging around and bet on them winning at this, at this number. <laughs> uh, all right. That does it uh, for another episode of line change off the top. Our underdogs, Oilers uh, and Kraken best bets. I like the Oilers on the money line. You will take either uh, the ducks team total under or the sharks preds under depending on what price is better. Be sure to check those out uh, in the Action Network app. You can follow us at Line Change Podcast. You can follow Nick uh, and myself as well in the app. And thank you once again to our sponsor, BetMGM. For Nick Martin, I'm Michael Leboff. We will see you again next week. And a reminder that we will actually do a uh, action, a trade deadline kind of midseason hockey preview um, on the Action Network podcast feed. So you can look out for that sometime early next week as well. Until then, best of luck with all your bets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.